William Masters and Virginia Johnson studied sex in a lab. In 1964, they established a research facility in St. Louis dedicated to the scientific study of human sexuality. The work is still widely discussed, but let's face it. Sex in a lab doesn't sound very fun or sexy. 48 years later, and 20 minutes from their lab, in a nearby suburb of St. Louis, another study of human sexuality is taking place. My name's Gabe. I'm the owner of the home where we're having the female ejaculation demo tonight. My house is a single-level ranch-style home. It's decorated in a fairly modern style. A suburban St. Louis neighborhood might not be the obvious location for experimenting with sex-positive lifestyles, but out here there's a lot more happening than you'd think behind the closed curtain windows. I think there's been a history of sex-positive activities going on in persons' homes. I've always heard stories about how housewives used to have Tupperware parties. It's hard to tell how much this is urban legend or fact, but there's always been rumors that there were parties where they talked about vibrators and dildos and human sexuality. Gabe's partner, Anna, is one of the co-founders of Sex Positive St. Louis. The organization was created to provide education and fun for St. Louis kinksters, and they found suburban St. Louis an ideal site for their events. There's space. People can have events in their homes. I have an apartment in the city. I've had a few, like, little things in my apartment, but I can't have big events. But I think the suburbs almost allows for that because it gives you a level of privacy. But then once you try to bring it into any kind of social space, then there's a much stronger backlash, perhaps. If anybody happens to find out, then you're punished all the more for it. The punishment facilitates a form of public repression, making the home an important place for the expression of sexual identity. However, Kendra, who's also a co-founder of Sex Positive St. Louis, points out that there's an intriguing public-private paradox at play in the suburbs. Make no mistake, there's some freaky stuff happening in the suburbs. Let's just go to the grocery store. There are so many repressed people in the grocery store, but then there are so many people in the grocery store who are prostitutes, wearing diapers, having multiple partners, doing all this crazy freaky stuff. And sometimes you'll be surprised at who the prude is and who the freak is. Maybe Masters and Johnson should have cruised the aisles at their neighborhood store looking for new test subjects. Or maybe they set up shop in St. Louis because they knew then that middle America wasn't a vanilla scene. You know, like the one that still dominates movies, TV shows, and campaign speeches. And the people here know that too. Tonight's event is an example of responsible hedonism. It's entertaining and playful and fun and comfortable and safe for people. Masters and Johnson studied sex in a lab, but that's not where the quest for sexual liberation began. While the battles over the bedroom continue to be waged in courtrooms and debated by politicians and pundits, it will always be people living in neighborhoods in places like suburban St. Louis, where the boundaries of normal sexual behavior will be playfully negotiated, redefined, and enjoyed.